Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Oh, hello. Welcome to the Guitar Stories Podcast. Hello to everybody in YouTube and online video world. And also hello to everyone who's listening on the podcatcher of your choice. Hey, Andy. It's like I'm Hi. having a deja vu. Is it episode 47? Uh, 47.5, the the one in between, you know, when they try and make more money from the, the movies with that, like Matrix 1.5, you know, remember that? Yeah. It was a 2.5. Anyway, I never, I never really saw it. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're talking today about guitar events or music events, and are they doomed or are they not? Yeah, we'll find and out. I think we've got a an episode packed with uh, news, like music oh, industry so much news. news, with gear news, an it's unbelievable packed, amount right? of news. Um, yeah, welcome to the fifty two people that are currently watching us, and thank you for joining us from my video that I did earlier, um, where I I did, I, I did a video on a kick ass um, fuzz pedal called the Animalizer. Uh, and in the chat, three people bought it. So I am super happy because this guy is a European builder and I'm trying to really help the European pedal community. So uh, yeah. I'm happy with that. But um, should we do some news, Dan? Yeah, please. Oh, let's go for it. News this week. I don't know what the news is, Dan, because you put this up, so I have no idea what's going on. Please inform <laughs> us with your wonderful dulcet tones. All right, I've I've uh, the, I've, I've titled that attention or, or I've titled it attention Doman. Uh, because oh. actually, um, Algam and Woodress join forces, and uh, that's big news in the MI industry, and I think all of our French, French, and, and yeah, let's say West uh, European listeners and viewers they will kind of agree that that's a big thing because what happened is that kindly we s we've seen a merger of french distributor and manufacturer of like many different like genres of music instruments algam like joining forces with one of europe's like largest retail shop or or e uh, web shop basically uh which is woodbrass so they are kindly forming now one of the big big players in the european music industry and um yeah that is actually big news and it just has been announced publicly i think the deal has been sealed already a couple of weeks ago in, in late june uh but now uh -huh. you see the, the beautiful handshake of these two gentlemen and uh yeah that, that's got a big meaning because now you've got like another big big player that has like access not only b2b to to a lot of brands that they are distributing on their end but now algam is also you know having a foot in the market and uh, I've got a couple numbers just to put it in perspective. Um, Woodbrass was founded in 1999 and is like I said French, uh, France's biggest retailer, uh, online retailer for music gear and um, like 90% of their sales um, accounted for the French market in uh, 2017. So Algam is even getting stronger in this market. And have you, have you heard of Algam before Andy? No, not until recently um not until recently okay yeah, yeah i'm yeah. just i've just I mean, checking to see how much has been announced because you know sometimes i know things that are going on behind the scenes and then i say <laughs> them then i get in big trouble so i'm not covering <laughs> anything else that's not on that screen right now so if, if you're listening to the audio version um exactly what dan just said there is no further information on the screen that you're missing but uh no. yeah i'm just checking you know because 
uh, I get a little. I, I like to not get um, loose-lipped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Michael is asking, who's the second European player? Uh, I mean, it depends on on how you you know put a perspective on. A big player is actually a music store because they purchase DV twenty four seven. So um, that's definitely like a big player in the market. And then you've got like gear for music, uh, guitar, guitar, those. But but these are like mostly retail stores. They have no like distribution background. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's always how how you how you put it. And, and of course, Toman is is the biggest player. But again, um, I would not underestimate what's going on there because Algam, um, they are not just distributor for major brands like Ernie Ball, Music Man, um, Martin Guitars. Um, in the Benelux, they carry Marshall amps, uh, G&L guitars, but they also own brands. And uh, for instance, Lac guitars, the French guitar maker Lac. Yeah. Is that, is that something? Yeah, I've played a few of their guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were actually quite nice guitars, and uh, so they already know, you know, what what it means to be a manufacturer. And now they can even go B two C and you know dip their toes into like the the end consumer market. Uh, it's right. it's quite big news. And um, so, how big are they? Yeah, let's I mean, let's compare them to to the big T. How how big are they? That's kind of hard to say. I think the the uh, announcement said that they are that that their overall turnover kind of accounts for two hundred millions. So. I don't know what is that like one fifth, one sixth of what what T, T is doing. I know we we, we had know. to check the numbers. Uh, I mean these are these are uh, it's super interesting. Publicly. Uh, sorry, as as you know, I was at the or if you don't know, if you're listening, I was at the guitar show in Italy last weekend um, with Henning and Jens, and there was a company there <laughs> that there's a video coming from called Banana Music in Italy, and um, it was four music shops that became one company. And I think that uh -huh. seems to be not only a sensible move, but certainly something for the future where smaller companies, in order to stay stay relevant and certainly stay um, in a point of power uh, online, then they're joining together. And yeah, I, I've got a few chats coming up with them and, and they were asking lots of questions about the online world and YouTube and you know what what we do um so i'm expecting to hear from banana music in italy a lot as well hmm yeah yeah well great uh, i mean competition is good for everybody i truly believe that uh for the consumer for the people in the business for the music instrument industry and i'm excited to know what they're going to do they're, they're called algum right Algum, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that they will like keep keep Wood Brass and Algum as as uh, like business entities, so to say, because I think they've they already split. I think Algum has 130, 150 employees, and uh, Wood Brass they have like 70, 80 employees. So I I don't think that it, that that's some sort of like merger where they just you know throw everything together and then kind of you know form a, a completely new business unit. But um, you know by them joining forces, I think that's still. Uh, like a sensible move to do and like you just said that whole like consolidation in the market is kind of something where you know single single mama papa stores brick and mortar stores are kind of having a hard time when they when they try to survive but once you know they form some some sort of like business entity yeah. or or they you know a partnership yeah a, some sort of partnership under like one umbrella understanding I think they, they yeah have, just an umbrella corporation <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the umbrella corporation there you go <laughs> uh, just uh, we had a major upgrade was on screen then fender buys gibson cats and dogs living together mass hysteria i just happened to be wearing a <laughs> ghostbusters shirt 
and I do understand the reference in a Captain America style. <laughs> right, we got lots of news this week. Do you mind if we move on to the yeah. next piece, which is whatever yeah, you put up next? Oh, there he is. I don't know. Who's that guy? Oh, he's I so know. beautiful. I think it's one of those up-and-coming players. Uh, John, John Mayer. Hey. John Mayer. Now, we talked about the Silver Sky, so let's not kid around. Actually, why I picked uh, John Mayer was because I fell in love with an interview he did for Apple Music. And I think we, we shared a couple a couple scenes and a couple quotes. And that was just every single piece of those like 30 minutes interview are interesting. They are enthusing. They are, I don't know, it's just something that I watch. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a John Mayer fan for ages, like back in early 2000s, you know, but I was never like the, the heavy fan, like, you know, my Andy Timmons fandom, for instance, or Steve Vai or stuff. So he was like a an important part of, of modern guitar music but Absolutely, i've yeah. never had an idea that he is so deep into the whole like philosophical approach if you get what i mean yeah well i remember when we were talking to uh, annie clements and she was talking about john and how much he just loves guitar and that was super yeah. i know it's kind of obvious to say that but it was really nice to hear that from a person that is only one person separated from the man himself and really he's God, I'm going to get in trouble for this. He's one of the, he's probably the biggest guitar hero at the moment in modern music. I mean, as in contemporary music as well. I'm not talking like we've got Kingfish and we've got all these other players and still Andy Timmons and still Steve Vai, you know, but in the modern contemporary scene, he crosses over from the guitar world into the world that possibly my sister would, would you know, and she's not into guitar music at all, you know? So that's something we have in common. And he really is um, at the forefront of all this. So it's really cool to have heard. I did check out the interview, the Apple Music interview, and um, it was really, really nice to hear someone so passionate, so intelligent, and, and just so caring. Yeah. So thanks for sending that to me. I think that's me. the major and part. Like, who, who said that? He likes guitar, girls like him, but it's not that easy. He's not like the, you know, almost as, as he kind of puts himself now with that whole sub rock and 80s Porsche driving thing. He's, he's much more than that, and uh, that was kind of interesting and to me also kind of satisfying to see that uh, the person behind the artist is, is not as flat as maybe some people might assume. Um, I mean, we, we talked about stuff like, he said some stuff like, the music represents the life you don't have or life you not have enough of. And this is something that is so deeply ingrained in music styles like the blues or even rock music that you know it almost hurts how, how true that is. Yeah, I mean, there's no new ways to say this, but sometimes someone can say it in a more poetic way, uh, and that's such yeah. a simple way. And I, I'm honestly not a huge John Mayer fan. I just don't have the time to be a fan of anyone, really. So I kind of sit back on the things <laughs> I used to love. Um, <laughs> and I'll be quite honest, I still haven't heard his new album. <laughs> Um, and that's that's sacrilege, I know. But also, as a guitar player and um, someone who makes makes a living from guitar, I should have. But uh, as far as I know, he doesn't use a big muff, so you know, not that, uh, not, not missing out that much. <laughs> and Andy, Andy was cool enough to create a new hashtag for when dealing with John. So Andertons came up with the hashtag "Gay for Mayor," and Andy created "Gay for, for Mayor." mayor. So the Guitar Stories <laughs> podcast is absolutely gay for me because I think he's a beautiful man. 
and I'd happily spend a lot of time with him cuddling and yeah. you know see what see what happens you never know <laughs> oh boy. well anyway. recommendation so check that check out that video when you get like 30 minutes to spare when you're driving in the car Absolutely. or when you're in the subway watch the video when you're driving in the car are you nuts yeah i mean you can listen to the audio track that's how i do it come on you yeah, if you're a girl or if you're if you're gay or for mayor, then you probably prefer to watch it like prime time. I watched it. I Big enjoyed screen. it. Right, um, <laughs> news number three. We got so much news. My goodness, is this one? I, I I wanted to talk about this, which is um, Gibson Guitar having their first female brand ambassador. Um, That's cool. And you know, I love to you know laugh at Gibson. But um, as do many. But I like the way that Gibson sort of came out with it and said, "Hey, guess what? No one's doing female ambassadors, so we've done one. We've got a girl playing guitar now. Other people haven't thought of this before." Um, so yeah, finally Gibson are up to date. Uh, there are not just men that play guitars, apparently, according to Gibson. And I'm happy that it's Lizzie Hale because it's a natural progression. She's got a signature model. Um, the Explorer that I, I haven't played the Gibson version and I would love to have it have played the Epiphone wasn't good sorry anyway <laughs> I, I, I'm digging myself a hole Dan what do you think any any thoughts on this chat any thoughts I, I absolutely love this guitar that she's holding that Explorer with the Firebird shape mm-hmm. like headstock shape that's it's pretty red and from like going back from the obvious to to like the more meaningful is that i really like that he's that that she's now like on one level with slash when it comes to like the recognition as a brand ambassador i mean she's obviously not as big and as as much of an icon as slash but i think it's it's a strong signal from gibson to kind of elevate her into that realm of uh guitar heroes Mm. and uh yeah i mean she's done so much for for rock music with hailstorm i mean she's an icon yeah, I I mean it's a small step, but it's it's a step in a positive direction, and it's one step, and you can't have a second step without having the first step. So, I know I just kind of made a bit of fun of Gibson, but also, you know, they've got to make this step, and and I'm I can't say I'm proud of them, but because that's a ridiculous thing to say, but I'm happy that they've done this, um, and I look forward to them very very quickly announcing more and just more ambassadors uh-huh. generally, regardless of their race, sex beliefs you know just generally it's not all slash yep. there are other guitar players <laughs> yeah but there's so, a lot uh, of slash oh my goodness i seem to be on my soapbox again how did i get up here <laughs> it's so high up here oh my goodness i better climb down from this box with the word soap written on it <clears throat> um, <laughs> um, on to some next news before i before i get all soapy uh, which is I for, I don't know what this one is. Oh yeah, statistics. Oh boy, yeah, that's like the bad news. We always try to kind of focus on the on the good side of things, but I think it was some sort of like <sighs> need to inform people and need to discuss that that like like shit's burning currently in 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 Indonesia. So when you look at those numbers, it's just ridiculous what's what's going on there. So what like is this on screen, Dan, for the people listening to the audio version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you see a curve, the the curve of the um, the COVID nineteen cases in Indonesia, and it has been like a steadily increasing curve. But across the last couple 
like weeks, two or three weeks, it has skyrocketed. And uh, as I think the, the, the crisis, they say, is worsening every day across all the cities and, and the Indonesian districts. And uh, I have like one quote from um, the director at Project Hope in Indonesia, Eddie Ramad. He said, um, the peak of the second COVID wave in Indonesia has not been reached yet. And uh, the number of severe cases in greater Jakarta, Bandung, Kudush and, and other areas have been exceeding what like the capacity of hospitals. So it's a crazy situation. It's horrible for all the people. And it also will have some, some effect um, on, on our favorite hobby. Because like how many how many companies are producing guitars in Indonesia? Sure. Well, SSG um, has a question on screen. He says, uh, or she says, I don't know if SSG is male or female. But are you telling me I need to get any made in Indone any made in Indonesia guitars as soon as possible? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so it, there's going to be a knock-on effect. I mean, we're not. We're not. Please don't um, take this as us being negative. Um, but it's just it's, it's being negative and there's being prepared. So as a guitar player, as a buyer of guitars and a uh, as a YouTuber as well, there's going to be a change. Yeah. At first, it's going to be a negative one because, you know, things are going to get scarce, but it might end up being positive. But at first, there's going to be some guitars and some parts and some even pickups and parts that uh, that are not going to be available for a while. So that could... Uh, I mean, change always inspires more change. Maybe that's a good thing. We have to have to wait for it and, and find out. However, um, right now it's not looking good. But uh, as Michael has just said, it's it's uh, it explains a lot of these stock shortages in some stores. We're going to see a lot of that, Dan. Yep. Um, I don't know how much yep. you can comment, considering where you are right now. But um, <laughs> where I, I am, or <laughs> what I do, like I mean. You got to be pretty honest that if uh, if we talk about like, do you want or should you get Indonesian make guitars right now? Uh, if you're really in the market for one of these guitars, the answer is clearly yes because what we are seeing, the shortages we're seeing at the moment, they are kind of based on, I know bottlenecks in in pickup production in the United States or bottlenecks in in hardware production or even shortages and in price increases in woods. But sure. what's now going on is that like. The point of manufacturing is affected, and uh, that will lead to like back orders and production stops or production delays that will be much more significant than what we have what we have experienced so far. Because imagine if if they are affected that hard now at the moment, it will take time to recover for the for the people there. It will also take time to recover in the factories to get in full swing. Now, um, yeah, it, it so takes that will time. definitely like have. Sorry, say again. It takes time. Um, Sorry, yeah. just to, to jump in on you, but I have people that I wish I had, like people writing on on my videos, commenting, I've been waiting for eight months for this. Or I see them on Facebook. I'm still waiting for the guitar I ordered. I wish I had the time uh, and energy to explain to these people that there's some bad stuff going on right now. And you getting your guitar yeah. is possibly not the most important thing in the world, dare I say it. Um, no. However, I can understand how frustrating it must be but I'm still amazed that we, you know, that we're going as well as we are. So I hope, I hope things mm. move. I hope maybe they find another place to build guitars. You know, as a purely selfish guitarist um, <laughs> uh, choice, yeah. um, I, I, I can, I can do fretwork. You know, I'm pretty good at that. Uh, wiring, I'm not very. Tidy, <laughs> we might, we might have a job it. offer for you. Great. Uh, I can't wire pickups. I can't. I can't 
do that thing. That that's, sounds like RSI. So <laughs> not interested in that. However, uh, my kids, have just, my kids are about to go on holiday now, so you know they need something to do. Um, they could bring some money. In. Oh wow! Child labor, great. <laughs> Austrian child labor, <laughs> not enough of it. <laughs> um, no, but like yeah. going back to like being serious, like thoughts and prayers go out to those people. I hope that every one of those factories. I've, I've I've been there and visited a few of those. These factories, they are incredibly nice. They they are extremely modern. And the people there are super kind, so I hope, like fingers crossed, that they will get through that, and uh, that that nobody like in that proximity that we have like, gets hurt and and, and absolutely and, you know, dies from from COVID. So yeah, guitars are I'm, not I'm always smiling, the most important but, but, thing. Um, I'm smiling because I feel very positive about it. Um, yeah, I, I feel very hopeful. So please don't yeah. misconstrue that as me being nonchalant. Um, I'm using words that I don't understand in this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> Jason Carter has a question. Why is his name on the screen with a green bar? Am I in trouble? No, Jason Carter, you are currently the stream boss because you gave us a super chat last week of 10 euros, which makes you the boss of the chat. You currently have 1,700 points out of 2,000. Now, the only way to knock him off is to get other people to subscribe to the channel, but also to give a super chat. <laughs> just shameless a little, plug just a little shameless plug there you know boys gotta eat <laughs> oh well i broke my glasses i need i need to afford a new pair tomorrow that's gonna set me back a, a pretty penny yeah. so we are going to talk about gear in this show but as always we've got some picks of the week and um mm. as always we're going to go with dan's first and it is kind of we've already spoke about the man would you like to hear the um is it, it's more than an intro song. It's like a theme song for yeah. the next generation. It's so much. It's so much more. It's like when when I wake up, that's the song that plays in my head. Do you do like dance? Bring it on! Of the day. All right. <laughs> dance. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! Is he hail? No, it's not. No. Slash. So, tell us, Dan, why is the Slash collection uh, from? Is it the Epiphone collection? I should say the Slash Epiphone collection. Why is that on screen right now? Yeah, because it has now been officially released. Uh, we've seen videos like popping, popping out on YouTube like across the last twenty-four hours because it now has officially been revealed. I think we've seen some some leakage material a couple a couple of weeks ago with some you know Im images from Instagram and uh, now they officially are available to the public and uh, I think they they look pretty good. I mean they are pretty decent like budget versions of of the big sisters from Gibson. I agree. And like I'm a sucker for the Vermilion Burst finish. I gotta admit, they are pretty the, what, nice. The Million Burst, which is that one? Is that the gold top? I think it's a red one, if I'm not mistaken. All right, it's a strange name. I think it's Vermilion Red, if, if, if I'm not wrong. Like, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, guys. Oh, you're you saying Vermilion? So I thought you said Million. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, Vermilion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I misunderstood. So, I, like, you... if you if you switch to another image, you will see the the Les Paul models. One second, and uh, uh, boom, there we go. Yeah, it's a pretty cool collection of five models, and you've got all the classic colors. You've got Anaconda, the Anaconda Green. You've got a Sunburst. You've got, I think, what what's the middle like the T. Uh, I don't know. I'm blanking with with uh, Gibson colors. Uh, it's called Orange Peel Delight. <laughs> uh, I 
I, I, I'm not a big fan, Dan. No? I, of the yeah, guitarist I, I, or of the artist? Uh, artist is a legend. And who's to argue with, with that? And also, my girlfriend's doing the vacuum cleaning while I specifically asked her not to do that and said I'd do it after the show. So all I can hear is Dan on the beach. And in the background, I can hear... Oh, something just went up the tube. That's probably a guitar pick. <laughs> anyway um, oh boy <laughs> so um no i'm not a big fan of the slash finishes in general i huh okay i i guess i'm i'm more classically you know stuck in the past mm -hmm. um yeah. uh I, I like the anaconda burst i like the anaconda burst mm -hmm. i know what it is as well it's the uncovered pickups okay uh, not enough. a big fan. Yeah. However, I bet they they sound pretty decent. Are they going to have Gibson pickups in them? Yep, yep, yep. What price point we're like looking the, at? Uh, I think they are all eight ninety nine. The Les Pauls. So I, I think know, they man, have not. No, it's, I think it's not the Alnicos. I think it's the the custom Pro Buckers they've they put in. There. Okay, so the Epiphone Pro Buckers, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, a few years ago they had the the Epiphone. Um, uh, 60s outfit I had one and it had Gibson 57 and a 57 uh, classics and classic plus and that was cheaper than what these are so and those pickups are my favorite Gibson pickups uh, okay I don't know man I, I, I just think I don't know I just think the Epiphone prices are going up I'm, I hope the quality is good but I don't know more Izzy Hale, please. More Izzy Hale, more other players. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I think we're a little bit oversaturated with Slash signature stuff. And what we're I find kind of hilarious is... Yeah. <laughs> it's the Slash J45. Is, uh, is, uh, like... is an Ibanez artist. Say again? I said you You said over... Hang on, this is going to... It's always funnier when you have to explain a joke. You said oversaturated, <laughs> but Satch is not a Gibson player, as we know. But oh. slash is so you could have been over slasherated. And I, I said I got this. it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> so I'm really working for this. I'm very highly distracted right now. <laughs> so am I. I. I can barely hear you because of any kind of signal mm. interference or whatever it is. It's like Andy's Andy's signal is like 25% of what it usually is in my headphones, and there was no way I I tried every kind of plug and, and kind of reinstall stuff but nah so i gotta listen very carefully sorry if i'm talking over you andy at some point no i like it it's, it's more together I, I think we've got a certain a certain thing we were missing i think this is the thing we should do next week as well uh okay pun ma <laughs> pun master buzzle goes to gibson needs to slash the prices of their guitars <laughs> Ooh, nice one i like nice. it i mean i'm 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 up for a good pun anyway but uh, yeah, they will sell these, and um, I, I hope they're good. I'll get to try one at some point, I guess. Um, yeah. You've got two picks this week. I've only got one, so we've got an even three. Nice and even round number. Do you want to move to your next one? Oh, oh yeah. hang on. We've got another picture. The j 45 Yeah, yeah. That's what, 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 the J45. Correct, Sorry, yeah. Daniel. No, no, all good. All solid wood construction. I think these are the even more interesting offerings. Um, Agreed. Because you, we rarely have seen those kind of guitars with the specs at the 899 price realm. Um, Sitka Spruce Top. 50s Picard, Grover Tuners, Tusk Nut. Um, I think that's a pretty interesting deal uh, in those kind of finishes. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm digging like the non-classical colors like the red one. 
Um, so that would definitely be an interesting, interesting pick or just interesting guitar to try. Um, but apart from that, again, it's like a regular J45 with some, you know, visual tweaks. So it's not a yeah. big deal. So um, I'm pretty sure for some of the guys, this will go straight to the burn pile. I'm a massive fan of the J45. It's one of my favorite guitars ever. But there are a lot of cheaper versions that look like them, but they don't sound like them. So I'm very uh -huh. interested to play this one. Uh, again, I'm leaning more towards the classic Tobacco Sunburst than the red one. Uh, ooh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you, I'm definitely you, more into these than I am into the Les Paul um, Epicons. <laughs> Great. Slash chords only, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah a good question from Michael uh, are these American made Epiphones I don't believe they are no not at 899 no no I so, mean you got to deduct the you got to deduct the royalties from that 899 mm -hmm. you got to deduct what the dealer is making you got to deduct the shipping costs and containers are super expensive now I mean no way that these are going to make it, are going to be made in the USA what what do you reckon Slash is making per guitar? I don't know what the deal is with Gibson. You know, usually like I don't, I I can't really say. You know, every company has different different like contracts, and I think with with a legacy artist like Slash, you gotta have deep pockets when it comes as a brand. You know, there are some companies, absolutely, especially in the states. There are some companies that have the big artists on their payroll. I'm not naming any companies or not like uh, calling out anyone, but there are big companies that, that are like paying mo on a monthly basis artists just to be an artist. I didn't know. So, oh, we've got uh, yeah. Elisa or Elisa has recently bought the Gibson inspired Epiphone J45. It sounds great. And hers was made in Indonesia. Um, there I, you go. I really want to play that. I, I want to play the 335 that Brian Wampler has. I want to try all these Epiphone guitars because things have changed. Um huh. So yeah, generally speaking, nice pick, Dan. Nice pick. You want to move on? Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. Andy's pick of the week. <laughs> Goodness, that gets me fired up. It makes me want to go and vacuum clean the entire house. Get 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 your get your girlfriend on the on the chat. I'm only that cocky because I know she can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, she's upstairs now. Mm. Anyway, uh, more vacuum news later in the show. But uh, for now, we've got a plug-in. Um, apart from like Amplitude, which we've used, uh, we talked about a few times, and they sponsored the show. They're not sponsoring this one. Um, have we done a plug-in before as a pick? Nope. I don't think so. Um, so this is Acoustic Voice from Nembrini, and, um, which sounds like a, a sparkling wine. And what it does is it's... <laughs> hang on, let me get this right. It takes the Acoustic Voice software from Nembrini Audio, lets users access the following modeled acoustic guitars. A Martin, a Gibson, a Landola, a Guild, an Ayers, Ayers sorry, and a Taylor. And what that does is it takes your signal from your piezo. Let's get into an argument. Piezo? 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 Piezo, yeah. The under-saddle pickup, uh, which normally sounds complete dog poo. And um, 
using IRs, it makes it sound like one of the guitars that I've just mentioned. Now, this is not a new thing. I've got an IR loader, um, like the Cab M, and I've got some IRs from a Martin uh, D45. But this is a plug-in, and Dan and I have both watched the video, and it sounds great, doesn't it, Dan? Yep. Yep. Uh, truly it's impressed. So good. impressed, I reached out to them and said, I will make a video. Send me the plugin, and that's happening. And I, I was surprised to see that it's not even that expensive. How much? How much was it? Uh, it's, it's currently on a special at thirty-nine euros. Um, okay. For uh, until like the second week of August, then I believe it's going up to ninety-nine. Okay. So, yeah. um, let me just let me just search it while we're talking. I'm pretty <laughs> pretty darn sure it's thirty-nine. Uh, product page. There we go. It is currently $39, sorry. So less than 39 euros, then goes up to $99. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. So if you're in the so, market for a good... Yeah. Yeah, it just makes absolute sense because there, there's there's the actual interface just there. So it doesn't oh. just have the IRs. It also has modulation, delay, reverb, and a compressor, and a preamp. You can move the position and the distance of the mic of the IR so you can get a, a sound closer to the strings or, or further away. Um, you can change the mic as well. So I, I really think it's if let me caveat this, if it sounds like it sounds in their demo, then that's going to be wonderful. Um, I'm just putting the link in the chat because apparently old man Zen hasn't got Google. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, a little bit salty there, old man Zen. But come on, I'm trying to run a show here. <laughs> Andy? Yes, Dan? I wonder, you know what would be a great idea? What's that? To take like a entry level guitar and kind of compare it with a guitar from your rig and kind of see how close you can get to that like Are you are you, are you doing are you doing a Henning, Henning and Ryan, a Henning? Are you trying to take no. credit for my ideas? No, not at all. <laughs> so what you're saying is I should take, I don't know, maybe this artist, uh, art, uh, builder's edition Taylor five one seven, and uh, yeah. put it against I don't know something, something affordable like I don't know, um, oh, something. Uh, ooh. <laughs> like I mean, if only Ibanez? I knew someone, you know. Um, but I, I what do you say? Sorry. <laughs> I just said like like an Ibanez PF fifteen. Ibanez PF15, which comes in at around what, two hundred bucks, ish? Yep, two hundred nineteen. Yeah, that's ish. So. Yeah, so a two hundred nineteen euro guitar plus plug-in versus the three thousand euro guitar plus plug-in. How close are they going to be? Someone should make a video. So, like, <laughs> full disclosure: that was Andy's idea, and I love the idea. So I kind of. Like I, I pulled the last one that I could find, like a PF15, because they're currently Thanks sold out widely. That. Yeah. So. Um, I also have a super cheap one which costs sixty euros. Um, oh wow! So I might put I might put that in the mix as well, just in case you know, if in case it gets so super close, uh, two hundred versus three thousand. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got this cheap. No, no one ever heard of it. I think it was sixty or seventy bucks. So. Uh, I really want to push this plug into the limits. How different can it be? If it works, <laughs> it works, right? Yeah. What's, All right, what's, is, what's Nembrini? Is that like an Italian company or? 
Uh, I do know that the 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 there's a Mr. Nembrini because I'm emailing him. Hmm. Um, he also did the free or they did the free Clon plugin that we did talk about once. Do you remember the Clon pedal plugin? Clon oh. pedal plugin. That's fun to say. Clon pedal plugin. <laughs> Hang on, I think I think the vacuum cleaner stopped. It has. Wonderful. Right. That should be the last of vacuum cleaner updates for this evening. Um, yeah, so I'm super interested about doing that video because that's a little bit of science and a little bit of fun and a genuine, do I need to spend three grand on a guitar if I'm just recording with it? Yeah. So there are other I things to take into consideration, point. you know, that, you know, comfort, comfort and all that and stuff like that and color, of course. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I'm of coming course. from the Billy Corgan school of thought. I would like to buy some stuff, Dan. I'd like to borrow some stuff, and I sure as heck would like to burn some stuff. Uh, buy, borrow, oh, sorry. Burn. <laughs> sorry, Dan. Okay, was we got We got We got to roll it back because you actually kind of missed one of my picks. Did I? Yep. You had three picks. No, I just had like the the Epiphones. What else did I have? Oh, did you? Oh, hang on then. <laughs> I, I'm just—I I got so uh, so excited about the um, about the vacuum cleaner news. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! How did I miss this? Mm, my goodness! Mamma mia! Mamma mia! Reverend right. guitars. Yes. Reeves Gabriel's Dirt Bike Royale. This is like yes. a guitar as you like as if someone put you on the scratchboard and kind of <laughs> tell you to kind of spec out the guitar, right? I mean, I don't think it's going to have a big old fat neck, but if it did, it could be the perfect guitar for me. It's It's got P90s. It's a beautiful red with a black scratch plate. It's got a uh, a lovely wraparound bridge, but with the adjustable G and B string. It's got the bass cutoff and two volumes and a, and a switch. It's flipping gorgeous, Dan. Yep. I love the red, like the, the, the gorgeous kind of cherry red finish that, that provides that star contrast with the black. And actually, what's, what's so cool about the, the Reeves Gabriels is that the Mojotone pickups, the P90s in there, these are called the, the P90 Quiet Coils. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, if you need a little bit more powerful P90s, but you want to avoid the hiss and the hum, this is probably the way to go. So I really like that, you know, because nobody likes 60 cycle hum. Nobody. Zero nobody. people. Exactly zero people. Yep. Minus yep. 10 people like 60. Well, I like half of 60 cycle hum, to be fair. I like 30 <laughs> cycle hum. Cranos uh, just pointed out that it looks like a pointier Yamaha Revstar. It absolutely does. Yeah. Um, have yep. you got more pictures? Yep. Did, you, did you give me more pictures? You did. Yeah, I think I, I added at least one more picture. So There it uh, is. Oh, look at the Even the advert is amazing. Red on red. And they've somehow managed to get this guitar to stand out, even though it's on a yep. red background. Yeah. Yeah, that is lovely. And and what what I really like about Reverend is that they kind of incorporate so many details. So that guitar is kind of based on a, a white limba, or how most people refer to it as Corina. Mm -hmm. So Corina body, which is rather on the lightweight side, but still is a very pronounced tone. Um, these are hand signed by Reeves, um, and you've got stuff like a, a synthetic bone nut, um, the Wilkinson original Wilkinson bridge. And mm. they even um, they even included a treble a treble bleed circuit, and this is something like if if you haven't like added a treble bleed to your guitar, that's like a must modification because it adds so much to the overall tone, especially yep. when you're a strat player. And all those details they come like X Factory already, and this is something that I com 
totally adore because it it shows how much like thought and how much enthusiasm go, went into that guitar. Also, it's it's not the first Reeves Gabriel's guitar. So if anyone's wondering, yep. it's an update of a model they did. There's a one with a, a rail hammer, uh, the rail hammer pickups. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if the new one has a roasted maple neck, but the old one did, um, and that was available in like a, a black and an, like an orange. Uh, satin oh, okay. orange flame maple and satin midnight black. So I'm just I'm just googling it. It also had a um, a trem system. So this is uh, this is uh, it does look kind of rev star, but also it's it's like his other one with a double cutaway. I I, I truly dig it. Yeah, you got you got to love it. It's just and I think the price point is around one thousand euros. So it's rather on the like affordable side of things. It's not like a two or three K guitar. So that's pretty cool. What? Sorry, what was the price? Totally wasn't listening then. <laughs> I think like around around one K, maybe eleven hundred bucks. That's what I was expecting. See. I was yeah, I was yeah. reading the comments and and there was a rather long one. And I got lost halfway through it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am in talks with Ken at Reverend to get some Reverend on the channel and I will truly email him again because we just keep missing each other and also we're trying to get Ken uh, and Greg Cock on the show they've said yes yeah. we're just trying to find the right date it might have to wait till season three so um, I don't know if we mentioned but we're taking a break very soon aren't we Dan um, yeah in August we need a break we need a break <laughs> I mean I, I, I barely listen to Dan anymore these days I just yeah we got we got to see other people. <laughs> uh, slightly on a tangent, I hang on. I saw a Friends episode today whilst I was having lunch that I'd never seen before. I thought I'd seen every Friends episode. It turns out there was there was one in season seven I hadn't seen. Truly enjoyed that. That is ridiculous. I watched I like at seven p.m. today. I watched a Friends episode too. I watched what? the episode where Phoebe, where yeah, it's disclosed that Phoebe has a friend, like a, a gay friend that she married to kind of get U.S. citizenship, but then it yeah. turns out that gay friend is actually not gay. Yeah, oh, I love that. But what are the chances that we both watch a Friends episode today? <laughs> I I think it might be Dan because we're friends. Oh, <laughs> yeah. smooth as butter. I'm loving what Old Man Zen just wrote in the comments. Okay, can we please do buy, borrow, or burn so I can put Old Man Zen's comment on screen? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay. Buy, <laughs> borrow, or burn. <laughs> right. Um, old Man Zen says, buy the Reverend, borrow the acoustic plug-in, and burn Andy's bad attitude. Hot diggity, he's right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, old man Zen. I just get annoyed when people, you know, ask me questions that are easily Googleable. Googleable. Yeah. But yeah, Why does also my signal to, to, look, yeah. look at like like mashed potatoes again. Uh, you look like mashed potatoes because it's probably my signal that's rubbish and it's affected probably by the vacuum cleaner. Okay. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, old man Zen, you can officially yeah drop your mic now. Yeah, I apologize profusely. So we had the Epiphones from Slash. Um, mm -hmm. Can I sort of put in a little little change to the rules this week, Dan, that we could separate the electrics from the acoustics? So we've got four picks then? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So we've got the Reeves Cabrales okay. um, dirt bike, um, what's it called, dirt bike Royale. Then we've got the Epiphone Les Pauls, then the Epiphone J45s. Then we've got the Nembrini plug-in, the acoustic Eliza, whatever it's called. 
Okay. Dan, you, you want to? Wanna... Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I think you, Dan, are going to buy the Reverend. Okay. Uh, no. No, I've changed my mind. I'm going back. I'm backpedaling. You're going to buy the plug-in. You're going to borrow the Reverend, and you're going to burn the J45. Oh, I think that's that's pretty good. That's pretty close. I'm still undecided whether to burn the J45 because I actually still like the color, but I don't like it. It's, it's rather like ordinary, just different color. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're spot on. Really? I thought I was way off. I mean, I went down the wrong path and I managed to turn around, come back and, you know, go down the other path yeah. because the plug-in for what it does, I think, is amazing value at 39 bucks. Um, yeah. 99 bucks, not so sure, if I'm honest. Yeah. I mean, it, All right. it really comes yeah. down to how, how good it sounds. I mean, if it does an amazing job, then then it's even worth 100 bucks because if you can put a 200 That's euros true. or 200 bucks guitar into the signal chain and it sounds like a 3,000 bucks Taylor, come on. Actually, you're absolutely right. I'm talking out of my afro. Um, <laughs> uh, let's look at the chat before we go to mine. Um, Joshua would buy the Reverend, borrow the Epi Slash, nice, and burn the plug-in. Ouch. Oh, that kind of hurts me. He burnt my, my pick. Uh, ah, I see. Old Man Zen's apologizing it. Um, Fred Wolf is buying the plug-in, borrowing the Reverend, and burn the Gibsons with glee. Oh, whoa, whoa. At least it's just <laughs> buying everything. So, um, yeah, just buy everything. Why not? Fergie in France, buy the Epi slash LP, borrow Reverend, burn a plug-in, then sell the Reverend I borrowed and buy the Electroharmonic Softec MiG-50 amp because it's cool. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Um, nom, 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 nom. One more. Michael. Buy the Reverend because it has Andy's colors. Thank you very much. Borrow the plug-in. Is this piracy? Quite possibly. And then burn the Epiphones just for the principle. These are the signatures the artist doesn't even play. That's very, very interesting point, Michael. Huh. Good one. Good one, yeah. All right. Um, any more interesting comments? From Poo Ninja. Let's have Poo Ninja. Uh, slash burn. Buy the Rev. Borrow the plugin. See, I'm not sure you can okay. really borrow plugins, so I don't think it works. But for the purpose of the game, yes. Dan, <laughs> what do you think is the buy, borrow, or burn for my good self? All right, uh, you would. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious, but that you would buy the plugin at least for thirty-nine bucks. You would borrow the Reverend because you're already in talks with them, and you would probably burn your wife's vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I have to repair that thing weekly. It keeps falling apart, and I refuse to buy a new one. <laughs> Just live, give me two hours to right. fix it. It's worth it. Sorry, no, I will not burn the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> All right, then you, you then you got to burn the Les Paul because it's just a, a plain like copy, and it's not even what the artist is playing, which was a great explanation. Correct, I would. However, as we're separating the J forty five, I'd like to at least play that first. I'd really like to play that. Yeah, I think yeah. that might be a great guitar. So that's out of the choices. But yes, I would. But although the line between buying the Reverend and buying the plug-in is actually pretty slim, you know, because if the mm -hmm. Reverend has a big neck, uh, I just think it looks beautiful and probably sounds great as well. And I know it's going to be well built. So yeah, um, thanks very much. You did a did a wonderful job. <laughs>
You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, everybody in the chat, we've made it through the through the gear section, and now we're making it to what I like to call the main topic because it is the main topic. All right. Dan, I I, I I had to work with the thumbnail and title this this YouTube stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I've just read Valeria's comment. Can I borrow a hoodie? <laughs> Sick burn. Sick burn. Hang on, you get a, you get a DJ horn. Sick burn. Uh, wouldn't it be cheaper or quicker to actually get her to fly to Europe by now than actually send her an Ibanez hoodie? Oh. At the moment, yep. Good point. Anyway. Um, so the topic of the week is guitar shows and music shows in general, having just had Nam summer Nam in Nashville, and I've just been to the guitar show in Italy and pointed out earlier was that Henning has a show coming up, which fits under the umbrella of guitar events, but not guitar shows in the sense that the public are not invited. So the rather, um, clickbaity title was our guitar events doomed are we doomed um and of course that's just pure clickbait and pure simple ways to write things but i just want to discuss with you dan the future of guitar events are they still relevant are they going to be declining are they going to be increasing any of this and i open up people in the chat to to bring in their comments and, and dan and i can discuss it and we can you know, put the world to right within the next sort of half an hour or so. It'd be a great thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, did you did you bring some some images from the Italian show? Because we've never really had a chance to kind of browse through these. I absolutely can. Yeah, I mean, you you can do oh, a bit of talking, and I can, I can, um, I can do that. Italy. And and just out of curiosity, are you already allowed to kind of shamelessly plug the uh, the Henning event? Is that like public knowledge? Uh, well, he wrote on my social medias that is his event uh, uh, doomed? Is his event a guitar show? Because his is not going anywhere. So yeah, all right. Forty Two Gear Street okay. Tree is happening, and it's happening mm -hmm. at the end of August. Yeah. Uh, all things going to plan, you know. There's always that, you know. Henny might change his mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, things might go wrong, but. Uh, I, I would hope that uh, it all works out. Currently, currently yeah. as it is, I'm going to Henning's for an ice cream. <laughs> and meet 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 Henning's mom, Hiltrud. I still haven't met Henning's mom, but do you know who else I'm going to meet, Dan? I'm going to meet you. Oh, <laughs> can't wait! And we could wait. we could do a a Gear Street stream, right? Absolutely. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to do a show at Gear Street. I'm just dropping some yeah. images in, by the way, if, if you're wondering what I'm looking at. Um, That'll be cool. Yeah, I absolutely want to do, especially. Uh, 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 actually, we're on holiday, technically. We're not allowed. Same here. Can we can we bend the? You know, rules? here's the thing. I'm I'm even like kind of slicing my holidays into two parts because of Henning's event because it's actually like right. school holidays and kindergarten holidays. So I'm leaving the kids at home, sneaking out of the house and driving to Henning's place just to be there, grabbing all the the, the headless guitars and the iron labels Sweet. and whatever I can find. Yeah. Well, I I I look forward to it. It's going to be a great event. We got some good people coming. Um and I can now definitely um 
bring out some Italy Italy stuff because I've just got the photos on oh. there. Um, cool. Where are we going? Are you there. are you like are you providing the soundtrack again? Title I haven't track? written a song yet. Um, I feel a little pressure. You know, I don't know whether to go dubstep or more sort of Jethro Tull. Uh, I do feel pressure. Or maybe but you go sub rock. I could go sub rock. We should let people in the chat choose the the genre of music that I write. It was kind of Schlager, uh, what we call Umpa band uh, last year. Um, <laughs> but what, maybe you should do a survey in the group. Oh, I can do a poll, can't I? Can we do a poll? Yeah. Hang on, I think I can do. I'm, I'm trying to resize these photos while we're, while we're talking, but we're probably boring okay, the heck cool. out of people on, on the audio version. So let's let's just put these these photos up quickly, just so I can show them. I uh, I want to mainly focus on Nam because of the turnout and what it looked like, but we can talk about the Italian guitar show because that's a show that's growing. So we can start positively. Let me yep. just um, show you something from what, Italy. What, there we go. What subtle foreshadowing? Thank you. Uh, this is from <laughs> Black Cat Devices. It's a pedal, um, and the reason it looks weird is because it is 3D printed. Yeah. Um, so it's a 3D printed pedal. If I move that there, it's a Wolf Fuzz. I played it, but really couldn't hear it at the time. It was very loud at the event. But the whole thing's 3D uh -huh. printed, except the circuit, of course, and the wiring. Um, it's extremely light, and it's a fuzz. So uh, I don't really want to focus too much on that pedal, but there's just something from the show. We've also got this guitar, which uh, HRG guitars, that's Applewood on top of there, Dan. Applewood. Oh, wow. And then the pickup is underneath the top and screwed in from the back. So <laughs> that, that was kind of that's, a highlight. That's great. Then we've got that's these great. from oh, Mastro Valvola pedals. Um, I really wow. like this this okay. lem. It's in the top left hand corner. Very Italian name. And then this. Look at this absolutely gorgeous piece of guitar. Isn't that one of the most like beautiful the things plate. you've ever seen? Yeah. Uh, is that what? What kind of wood is that? Uh, tree wood. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, the I, same I wood the, the gondolas are made of. Same wood the gondolas are made of. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember, but it sung. It absolutely sung. And that was the guitar that I was talking to you about that was 1,600 euros. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's like a, it's a thin line telly copy, but yeah. in a very nice uh, oh, I do that, know. sunburst. Barrel wood, uh, whatever barrels are made of. They're all made out of like barrels and reclaimed stuff from his grandmother's kitchen. Oh, wow. So, there were, so I, I know. Is it, isn't that oak? Possibly. Barrels? I don't know. Gra yeah, grandma yeah. wood. Grandma wood, nice. Yeah, it um, looks like a, like it's it's been built in the fifties. It was beautiful. It was so it was a bit bright in in the bridge position, but um, nothing uh -huh. the tone couldn't sort out. But uh, yeah, that guy Blackbeard Guitars to give him a plug. That guy has a huge future if he plays his cards right. Um, yeah, dig it. Really, really dig it. So that was the Italian mm. guitar show. I've got, I've got a picture of some coffee somewhere. Hang on. Just to you know, prove that I was in Italy. There, there it is. There's the piece, the picture of coffee. <laughs> 90 degrees rotated. Oh, wow. That's, nice. uh, as I mentioned last week, that was the coffee that was run by some Japanese people. So truly authentic Italian. And there's rotated 90 degrees on the screen. Um, a picture of the street I was in. 
<laughs> yeah, so good quality content, um, answering all your guitar yeah. needs, etc., etc. Um, yeah, yeah. But like talking generally, you you just already said that it's a show that's growing and that's yes. kind of gaining in importance. So so, what do you think? Like the show will look like next year? Will it be similarly? Will it be much bigger? What was the location like? Like, uh, is it comparable to any event you've you've attended so far? Yes. Uh, it was kind of the same size as the show I went to in Birmingham in the UK back in 2020. Um, 2019? 2020. Yes, uh, 2020. And in the sense that when I walked in, it was almost disappointingly small in the sense that when you go to NAM and places like that, oh my goodness, this is overwhelming. There's so much. How am I going to get around it? This was... I wasn't disappointed. I was like, okay, that's that's a good size, not too big. I can cover everything or almost everything. But then you realize that when you get into the show, there's so much to see. And so, and there are other rooms as well that were not visible from the main hall. So it was totally twice as big as I first expected. Um, okay. The show was in a bigger venue this year than it was the previous event, which was, I believe, 2019 because they skipped last year. Uh, so it's already bigger than it was the previous event. And next year, it's going to be bigger again. It's already, uh, I don't want to say booked, but planned for certain. They've built the new venue. And uh, Luca, the organizer, was um, very keen to say that it's growing. And also, he was very keen to have Henning and I there to spread the word outside of Italy. Um, mm -hmm. What was very surprising is how different the world is, the guitar world, in Italy. Um <laughs> truly surprised like the guitar i just showed you on screen the blackbeard guitars he's selling them at a price that should not be for a man that puts that much work into an instrument that many hours mm. um but if he sells within italy he can't push that price up anymore so one of the reasons henning and i went there was to kind of try and spread the word and through the means of gondola reviews we're doing it um, so I have got many more videos coming from Italy. I haven't just done a half a gondola review. I saw some great stuff. Uh, I also saw, hang on, it's getting ready, the new Ibanez guitars. There we go. Hey. Yep. So there were some major brands there as well. Hoshino was there. Um, there were some brand. There were some weird choices there as well, like t-shirts and things. People, you know, and and I don't know some stuff that I didn't really gel with just weird guitar okay. almost related things um but i think next year they're going to to be bigger uh, and they certainly deserve to because the passion there is wonderful yeah i really really enjoyed the show very hot though very sweaty yeah. <laughs> my most important piece of gear i took me with me was the towel that was hung on my tripod <laughs> um actually that's probably what my so glasses basically... are broken yeah so basically, your verdict is that show is definitely not doomed, and it's it's uh, thriving. And next year, we'll see it even in bigger in a bigger iteration with more brands attending, and maybe even more YouTubers coming. We don't need any more YouTubers. Just hand it, well, one less would be fine if I'm honest. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want exclusivity. <laughs> um, no, I, I truly believe the Italian guitar world deserves to be seen outside of Italy. That show, yep. I'm not saying it's the only place because I've only been to one, but that show is certainly an opportunity for that to happen. Um, 
and it's in Italy, and Italy's amazing. It's a wonderful country. Mm. So yeah, why not? So just like one last question about the, about the show: Is it always in Venice, or do the the actual places where it takes happen do they switch from from year to year? It was in Padova or Padua, um, which is thirty minutes from Venice. So it, ah, okay. it's mm -hmm. um, it's pretty much Venice. You know, if you the hotel said near Venice. So, All right, okay. um, but it, it will always be there. Also next year. Next year, I I saw the building. It's on the other side of the car park. Um, ah, the organizer right. said, "Look, there it is for next year," and it was considerably bigger, newer, um, more beautiful. Not that there was anything wrong with the existing hall, if I'm honest. But uh, he seemed very pleased to have uh, a new hall. Uh, I don't see why not. People were very enthusiastic. There were some amazing guitars. Uh, I would like to. S there were some brands that did not go to that show because they, because of the uh, the short notice of the setup. So mm. there were four weeks when it was said, "Yes, we're going ahead to the event." Um, and honestly, Dan, I really want to go back to Italy. So yeah, it's got to succeed. It's absolutely got to succeed. Yeah, it was kind of well, similar I mean, to Guitar Guitar Summit. It was kind of that vibe, oh. but mm -hmm. just smaller than Guitar Summit. Next year, I would expect it to be almost as large as Guitar Summit was last time you and I met there. Okay, and and one of the main main like perks of Guitar Summit is that they have a lot of artists and workshops and and live concerts too. I've I've seen a couple images. Is that also like a big part of the show? It's more or is it more like something like a side side noise or white noise or? Uh, I think that this show is not a good example of what the show was because getting an artist within four weeks uh, notice can be yeah. quite difficult, of course. So there were some artists there. They were Italian artists, uh, one of which I knew. Um, her name is, uh, I've forgotten her name, Flavia. There we go, sorry. Uh, I met her in Berlin for another project once. That was nice to see her there. Um, but it was very much an Italian show that they're trying to make more international. There was uh -huh. a stage outside. It was super loud, and not many people were watching because it was super hot. So I think that that would need to be encouraged in the right way and cultured and you know cultivated. Um, that was certainly not the strongest part of the show, to be polite. But next year, if they make it bigger, I'd love to see more brands going there um, there's a few distribution companies that were thinking of going and asked me should they go next year and i can with confidence say absolutely um all right yeah it, it's it's i know we're covering this a lot i didn't really intend to go this deep but yeah that show deserves uh a lot of positive review and also it's positive the guitar community because if i can say that about one show then there must be more shows right hmm yeah, I mean, I love the variability. I mean, I love Guitar Summit. It's actually scheduled for next year. Mm -hmm. um, Nam show is scheduled for next year. Then the show in Italy. It, it's great because all those shows they kind of live from from where they take place. So Italy is a, is a place of of art and culture, and you've got all those small luthiers that have you know those those kind of meticulously built instruments with with a lot of cool graphics and, and engravings and stuff like that, and then. You know, when you move to Germany, it's more, you know, like Teufel guitars, more industrial design or more like classical design, like Nick Huber, Frank Hartung, those kind of luthiers. Uh, and it's got a different vibe and, and same goes for NAMM shows. So it's, it's it's cool to see, you know, at least the European shows kind of coming back. Sure. Which leads us to what happened in the US, right? Correct. 
Correct. So Summer Nam has just happened in Nashville. I was not there. It did not stop me making a roundup video. So I did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, of course, Summer Nam is not the real Nam. Is that is that fair to say, Dan? It's like like a sort of it's a halfway through the year Nam. Um the real Nam is the winter one. That that's fair to say. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh this Summer Nam seemed to be Although there were some nice releases and some fun releases, and I'm sure people that attended the show had fun, it seemed quite sparse and um, very much the Diet Coke of Nam shows, or the, or the Coke Zero, or I don't know, Pepsi, the Pepsi Max. How many more brands can I get in? The Armdoodle Light of um, of Nam shows. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that I. I'm, I'm linking back to what about the shows being doomed. I don't think they are, but I really think that they should put their efforts into making an awesome winter NAM rather than if they are spreading out the, the efforts, putting some effort into, uh, into summer NAM. Thoughts, please, mm -hmm. Dan. What do you think? I mean... I'm completely on on the same page as you are. Like Summernam never really has felt, at least for me, like the real Nam. But it's quite interesting to see that this hasn't always been the case. I think Summernam in the '80s has been like the main part. And if if I remember correctly, for instance, in '87, the original Gem guitar had had been revealed in summer at Summernam. Oh wow! Uh, it wasn't in uh, Nashville at that time, so Nashville kind of you know developed into music city and is now like the epicenter of, of uh, a lot of music and, and musical instrument companies so it's like like i said it's it's, it's the place to be so th just a logical consequence of, of nam show being there but i think the importance of uh, the winter nam show kind of has developed over time because of the release schedules of most of the brands and uh, with us seeing that kind of paradigm shift of releases no longer being tied to just at one event because of the covid situation and also sure. because of of the internet and and the power of youtube it kind of has you know changed into a situation where the nam show is not necessarily needed in winter oh interesting but if i if i may just add we shouldn't leave out like the psychological component for that because it's always yes. a big event of, of people yes. mingling of people meeting other artists and also it takes place in winter so if you have a chance as a as a music rep to kind of flee from minus 10 minus 20 degrees <laughs> in winter and go to sunny california with 25 degrees centigrade and, and kind of relax in the sun and meet other people meet your guitar heroes uh join all those crazy shred shows and and, and concerts prior during and after them it's it's kind of perk for me, it always has felt like like a bonus after a good year. Like you, you get to yes. go to Nam, you get to enjoy and meet people. It's January. You know, we we met, we met yeah. there too. Yeah. Well, we so, started the podcast. This podcast, this show began on the plane to Nam. Yeah. Uh, so our very first was it minus one or how, episode zero is on the yep, Nam plane. Yep. So if you haven't ever heard that, scroll down through your um, through your uh, iTunes or wherever you hear it because it's not video back then, back in the Stone Age. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's us chatting on a plane with an SM57 into a little recorder. Um, <laughs> and now and the people here we are. are sleeping. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
It, uh, we're we're kind of going full circle with with your girlfriend kind of vacuum cleaning. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it kind of mimics it the sound. I mean, that I, yeah, this white noise. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I do yeah. want to just um, touch on what you just mentioned about the psychological event because uh, it, Henning's also in the chat right now, but um, not because he's here. He's in there plugging his event, which he absolutely should be. Um, the psychological impact of actually getting to spend time with my friend Henning was huge. And I met a new friend, Jens, and made more new friends at the show, as you said, the mingling and, and just talking to brands. As as someone that does what I do with YouTube, meeting the people uh, that that pay me, you know, meeting the actual people that, that, that I work with um, makes a big difference to just an email or a phone call. And that's the same for brands that are that are just trying to create new ideas and and not I was going to say to keep the guitar world alive but no certainly that's not what I mean that's that's too negative I mean to to further invigorate the energy levels into the guitar world and, yeah. and the music world so it is a psychological thing that it's, uh, in January or whenever just meeting people over the Italian guitar show meeting people I came away feeling I love sitting in my studio now making videos which I have been doing since I came back from Italy and I love what I do, and I'm, you know, pre preface this with all, you know, I feel very lucky, very privileged, blah blah blah. I work very hard. However, sitting on a stool talking to a camera all day does strange things to your mind, uh, which is why I do the, the the video premieres because I get to chat with that, and also the this this show is one of the highlights of my week because it's real, and I get to talk to you, Dan, and also to the people in the chat. So the mm -hmm. the psychological aspect of being in Italy. Uh, I think that was the most time I've ever spent with Henning because uh, we're at these events and we're off doing our own thing, you know? Uh, I think I walked past Henning at NAMM a few times and we jump in each other's videos because that's genuinely the only time we get to spend together as friends. Um, so yeah, that, the the psychological aspect and the, the fun element, putting the energy into it. I mean, music is fun. As you know, we, we say this all the time, music is not uh a serious business it should be entertainment it should be singing around the campfire you know it, that's it you know there's all other elements to it but ultimately music is emotion and if you mm -hmm. sit in a room all day in a basement making videos you start to lack emotion and the last thing i want is for that to to creep into my videos to creep into the 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 honesty you know um mm -hmm. Just a quick plug, um, there is a guitar show kind of thing happening with CGS in the UK on the weekend. Um, so I'm not exactly sure it's what it's called, but we've got Steve from Boston in the chat, we've got Adam from Hot Pole Studios, we've got Henning, we've got Michiel, maybe they can uh, sort us out. But uh, yeah, so the psychological aspect. Also for the, sorry, for the, the people that attended the show, the, the punters, the public, um, you could see that they were just so excited to be around guitars again. Mm -hmm. Because I prove, we're proving it right now, guitars and the hobby of playing guitars is not just sitting playing a guitar. It's an obsession. or It's all different levels. There's a spectrum, but it goes up to an obsession of, of you know, whatever your, your obsession du jour is, like fuzz pedals or having <laughs> all the all the colors of pier or having five cheap Harley Bentons or, or whatever, you know, um, <laughs> very fitting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's an obsession that 
people have there's so yeah. many little nooks and clicks and and niches mm -hmm. within the guitar niche and to see all these people hanging out and and genuinely enjoying being around um mm -hmm. it was wonderful and i felt so energized and i think for me that's the most important part of a guitar show um yep. So I that's why I want uh Summer Nam if they're if they're deciding that Summer Nam is not so positive, um, then make sure that Winter Nam happens. If you can do yeah. both, do both. But yeah. I mean, if if you look at the sheer numbers, it's it's kinda probably a misleading impression that you get because uh, I think after the, those eighteen months hiatus that they had now with, with uh Nam shows I think they had more than five and a half thousand visitors and uh, almost 300 companies that were exhibiting in Nashville, Tennessee. And if you compare that to 2019, the last summer NAM that happened, they had 500 exhibitors and more than 16,000 visitors. Wow. So that's a big discrepancy. But I mean, you had n almost no international visitors. That's for sure. You had very limited amount of companies that were kind of willing and able to yeah. exhibit at that show because you got to send goods you got to have goods at that uh, during that period you got to have people that are vaccinated and willing to go so it's like a a big hassle organizational hassle to to kind of be ready to go to the show and this is why I'm 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 taking my hat off to all the companies that attended Italy I think that was an intense time to kind of get everything ready for that show and and kind of make it a success and uh, I mean, it takes some some it takes some money and it takes some effort. For instance, to to fly over the the Q models, the new iron labels, that stuff that's kind of still in containers. So they got to kind of organize samples or produce samples and ship that on time and everything. So um, yeah, I think still for what it is, SummerNAM still has been successful. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, sorry if I've not if I've given that that uh, that. Um that vibe of course i have because i was being a bit negative but i'm glad it happened my my fear is that to spread something over two shows in the future if you know i wouldn't want both to fail that's what i'm trying to say i would want one to be a major success at the expense of losing the other one um mm -hmm. but um something yeah sorry something was coming in my head as you were talking but go back to the <laughs> epiphone slash guitars Excuse me. The J forty five was crushed or something on en route to Nam, so the acoustic J forty five from Epiphone didn't make it to Nam. Uh, it uh -huh. got damaged, severely damaged in in transit. Um, oh wow! Okay. Or at least that's that's the story, you know. Because I'm not dumb. There could be another story. Uh, maybe it wasn't <laughs> finished. You know oh. what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, Steve yeah. from Boston. Steve from Boston. Welcome, Steve. Uh, firstly, I love you. And secondly, thank you for the information. Folks that brought, bought 20 by 40 booths in prior years were buying 10 by 10 and a lot of brands just skipped it. Uh, did you see yeah. PV's booth, Dan? No, no. PV's booth um, was a desk, an, uh, a desk that was not attended with a poster a sort of a4 size poster on a desk stand with a qr code on it saying check out our latest stuff oh wow that is kind of lazy to be honest i i, I don't know like it, it is lazy but also at least they went kind of you know yeah like, I, I i don't know how i feel about it i think that's like four minus or d minus yeah d minus it's cool yeah, yeah yeah must try harder they tried really hard but kind of they passed, you know. 
Mm. But two here's nuts, the thing, like... Two Nuts had a good booth. I noticed that they had lots okay. of stuff going on there. That was encouraging. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of other stuff that was there. Um, oh, the the pedal that I did today. Hang on, I've got it here. <laughs> I, I keep plugging it because I love it so much, and the guy needs to sell some more. This pedal was at the show um, at the Delicious Audio booth, or it's the Stompbox exhibition. And what they do okay. is, and this is a topic for another session, but they um, they give builders the opportunity to be part of their booth by paying for a slot. Um, and I have op I have opinions on that, which we can talk about another time. But it meant that there were other brands that were small brands that were not able to be there uh, under normal circumstances. So I think there there could have been a space this year for some. Uh, unknown brands to break through and I think that's happened with a few things uh, I didn't get it in time for, for the announcement for my video but since noticed a few smaller brands posting on Instagram which is where I got my information by the way I didn't just look I didn't just google what was good at NAMM um, mm -hmm. which I did but I also um, <laughs> I also searched out hashtags for NAMM and I found a few things that were slightly under the radar and a few honorable mentions but I know how hard it is to be at an event and handle your social media at the same time. So I think, yeah. you know, I think there's a few brands that have uh, not yet posted all their stuff. So I'll be looking out for that. Yeah. There was an interesting question in the chat just a moment ago. I'm just From Fred. Yeah, yeah. Did you pick up yeah. on it? Yeah, he was asking. There it is. What Got about it. virtual shows? Oh no! In that case, oh, no. Fred has two questions. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My bad. Do you want to do that one no, first? No, what was that? That was uh, also interesting. Hang on. Do you think the success of guitar events going forward will depend on if live music makes a big resurgence? Dan? <laughs> yes or no? Nope. <laughs> no. I also think I don't no. I think so. Um, no. As, as we mentioned, I, I understand the question. Uh, I understand if there's more live music, then maybe there's a need for more new innovative gear. But ultimately, to go back to the psychological aspect of what we spoke about, um, if people can't go to live music shows, then a guitar event is another way to exercise that hobby. Mm. So actually, is that a yes in that case? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but I think it's a positive <laughs> impact. <laughs> I changed my but mind. Like, yeah. Can we can we kind of focus on the second question because Fred was also asking what about virtual shows and uh, Henning already kind of stated his opinion that he thinks like virtual trade shows make no sense and I I don't want to be like one sided but I got to second that to like ninety percent because what we've seen so far from virtual shows be it guitar dot the guitar dot com show or however it was called and the virtual guitar summit all that stuff. Those were nice tries, but I think a lot of money was burned, and and I think the result was not what people had had expected. I I also concur. I think you and Henning are uh, I'll be even more passionate. They're a waste of money. Those online shows. Um, yeah. Not until we have the technology that you can walk it with and actually hold things or feel like you're holding things with haptic devices and interact yeah. with other people is a virtual show anything like the shadow of a real show for example to go back to that psychological psychological aspect um, and we've seen in the numbers of these live shows again nice try 
but people weren't really that interested. Um, I run a YouTube channel. I know exactly how hard it is to get people to stop what they're doing and and to and, and to pay attention. Uh, and as I say that, we got a super chat from Cheddar Kung Pao. Hello, Dave. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, welcome to the show. That was wonderful timing. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's hard to get people's attention. And the thing about a live show or a live gig um, is that people, you have to go there. You have to make the dedication, the commitment to go there. And a virtual show, you go, okay, I'm just going to eat my breakfast in my pants uh, and watch this on my iPad, which is a mm. slight insight into my personal life, but it's true. Mm. What did Cheddar Kung Pao say? Dave said that 19, 1999 Super Chat, oh my goodness, I can buy new glasses. Uh, virtual <laughs> trade shows are bad because you don't get to go to Denny's with Harry and Henning. <laughs> I've never been to Denny's and I've never been with Hanny. Hanny? Yeah, I'm going to stay with that, with Hanny. Um, but that does sound like fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I forgot where we were. Oh, yeah, the virtual shows. Um, yeah. If you are, if, I know that brands watch this, so if you're a brand, take my advice. Don't bother. Don't bother spending money on virtual shows. Do something independent. Um, support things like Henning's event and I'm not saying that because Henning is or was here um, things that are things that are actually making even on small scales very positive moves in the guitar world to make an impact rather than again like the sort of diet version of a show it takes mm -hmm. a lot and so much money I mean Dan to to talk about uh, Ibanez for a second hang on uh, you must have spent a lot of money setting up that room you're in currently. You know, there's a lot of budgets gone into that with equipment and... You mean this room I'm, I'm this sitting This room in? you're currently in. So I know it's not just for live events, but it's not cheap. No, it's not cheap, but I mean, we, we figured that it makes sense to kind of have a fixed and dedicated room where you can just, you know, sneak in and, and kind of start live streaming on Facebook or Instagram. So whenever we have artists here, as soon as they can travel and are willing to come to the showroom, we just want to be able to go live and kind of record stuff without, you know, having to either borrow equipment or kind of dig that out of some some sort of hard case. So this is now, you know, the place to be where you can just grab a guitar and you've got several amps and stuff like that. And and that's what I just said. It's 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 that kind of paradigm shift that that companies have now kind of accepted and and are also kind of following that route to to go digital and not just like relying on third parties and only relying yeah. on, on YouTube as a platform with demo videos, but also kind of creating content themselves and kind of absolutely providing a platform for for like local artists providing a platform for the for the people behind the brands, you know, and it's expected and these days. And, and in the yeah. in the lockdown, a lot of people con a lot of brands contacted me and said, how, how do you do YouTube stuff? How do you plug a camera <laughs> into a computer? Um, yeah. And, you know, Dan and I have also had consulting chats when things aren't working, and maybe I know the answer. Uh, and the reason is that I got to where at my level of where I am with tech because I didn't know how to do it. And I had to ask someone or I had to make the mistake. But yeah. there's a and then learn from it. But there's a lot for, for a brand to invest a lot of money. And I'm not talking about uh, about Ibanez. And I'm talking about any brand that tried to do this um, during these this past 18 months to open up a YouTube channel. And, and or yep. to to embrace social media 
you also need the people. It's not just the tech. You need the people. You need the person to run the camera. You need the person in front of the camera. You need, yep. you know, uh, the space, the lighting, the the quiet place where no one's vacuum cleaning. Vacuum cleaner update. Vacuum cleaner sleeping. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's so much more to all this social media stuff and virtual events than putting a camera in front of somebody, uh, mm -hmm. someone in front of a camera. But on the but, other hand, I mean, with with that epiphany for a lot of companies, that, that kind of leads us to our initial question. Are events kind of doomed if, uh, if brands come to the conclusion that rather, you know, spending several thousand euros on flying out their people to a trade show and, and setting up a booth for several thousand uh, dollars, they can also do live reveals and live shows in their own video studios? Do you think it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that like in the middle or long run, uh, those kind of events could become obsolete to some degree? Because you don't even have to stick to a schedule. You know what my hope is, and my hope is that they don't, of course. So I, I'm, uh -huh. you know, I, everything that I push towards is to push for it not to happen. I do not want the uh, guitar events to go virtual. Um, however... What I think might be positive for the for the world is to have these smaller events uh, and more yeah. of them, so that the so that Nam being the big one, uh, and I'm just I'm spitballing and, and not really thinking it's just coming out. But wouldn't it be great if there was one in every city in the world, you know, or, or every sort of region that was um, mm -hmm. reachable by most people, so most people could attend a guitar show so mm -hmm. absolutely brands should embrace the virtual world and, and do what you've done and, and make a little room and have these uh announcements that you can do on on your own terms but also as we've discussed many times the psychological event of actually being at an event of a potential customer or potential dealer or an artist holding an instrument hearing a, an amp or a pedal or just meeting the right person I think it necessitates an event. This cannot be done mm -hmm. virtually at this stage. Um, maybe in a few generations or one generation or, or my kids' generation, it's possible. But the thing about music and particularly guitar players is that we're so emotional. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't think you can get that emotion from a virtual experience at this stage. Yeah, I hear you. The only... The only kind of similarity I see is that with like 15 to 20 years ago, and I still remember that quite vividly when I was talking to my guitar teacher back in the day, everyone was telling me, nah, you can buy a guitar online. You got to try it out. You got to, you know, test between several guitars. And especially in the high-end realm, there's no way that somebody would ever buy a guitar online. And then Hans Thoman and Sweetwater and all those guys came and kind of ruled the world. And nowadays, 10 grand limited edition guitars are being sold over the Internet. And nobody's True. really, you know, caring about, you know, holding it or not. Because you've got a, like, 30-day return policy anyways. So there's very little risk involved. And if you don't like it, you order a second one or a third one. Absolutely. I mean, we all, we, we've all been there and maybe done that on, or haven't done that. But, you know, there's a lot of possibilities and, and and some sort of like uh, change of, of the way of thinking how people purchase instruments and that's what leads me to kind of make that that bold statement that it could become a, a self-fulfilling prophecy that nowadays NAM even like after the crisis kind of gets a, a last breath and an, another boost 
but then all of a sudden kind of after one or two years when that first interest to to again be on a trade show and that that kind of enthusiasm of of meeting those people kind of goes back to a level where they say okay it's business as usual mm. then you know people could could think about numbers and and brands could you know make up their mind about huh why don't we use those fifty thousand one hundred thousand dollars that we are spending during that weekend for other activities you know sure. that's that's like the thought that i'm having in the back of my head uh Buster has an interesting question is how is a trade show useful for consumers um i think that nam is now not a trade show any longer it's not just a trade show the public are invited uh, the one I went to in Italy, the public were invited. Uh, firstly, it's an event, mm -hmm. so it's it's not just like I mean it's I, I'm I'm pretty lazy normally. I, I don't have a lazy life because I force myself to work. But if I had the opportunity, I probably wouldn't leave one or two or three rooms of the house and probably wouldn't stand up very often because I'm naturally very lazy. And I think people having seen social media like the facebook are you going to come to my gig yeah i'm going and then nobody turns up anyone can go to when we're open again sorry when it's possible anyone could go to any music shop at any point um but actually making an event of something it's like date night you know it's like whatever it's like christmas we could give each other gifts whenever we wanted to we could celebrate we could put up a tree in the house anytime we wanted to but when you make an event of something it makes it special and then there's this this feeling that between the people that are attending it is an event that, that's that's my answer mm -hmm. yeah uh so and also also just let me add that i mean um some people already said like how how should i um, decide on what gear i'm buying and and i'm, I'm completely on on with you that a trade show is not the ideal spot to kind of figure out you know how a guitar sounds like or or, or what you can do with it but when it just comes to get like a broad overview of what options you got and kind of check out the haptics like the, the neck width and the neck um, profile and stuff like yep. that i think you can get a pretty good overview and for a lot of people you know that ubiquity of product is just not there so if you go to a trade show everything is dense so you got 20 50 or 100 brands that all you know interests you and have product that you're interested in and at, at that like during that weekend you can try out almost everything whereas if you're living on the countryside like andy does how, how long do you have to to travel to go to a decent guitar store with some selection uh well it'd be two hours just over two hours to vienna to Klangfarbe. yeah there you go um, if i and need I mean, something about... there's one within 25 minutes but they're only open a few hours a week because you know they're not needed that often there's also one about half an hour away um mm. But it's a small guitar shop. Um, exactly, yeah. It, it's it's an event. It's it's a it's part of the hobby that is playing guitar. Yeah. Um, I think I think the how it used to be would be like um, to try to take it back. You'd have the guitars that were available in your area, um, and I'm, I'm talking way way back now. Then it would be magazines and and marketing that people would read. And they would gain mm -hmm. the experience from the marketing adverts or the magazines. Then along came YouTube, and I'm probably missing out a few steps here. But along came YouTube, and um, you could have a, a, an easier connection with the instrument. So part of my job is saying, "Yeah, this neck's quite big," or "These pickups seem a little bit harsh," or 
whatever. And then it's up to the viewer to find a YouTuber that they trust, that they like, and they gel with that could possibly mm -hmm. represent them. But nothing ever replaces holding the instrument or playing through the pedal or amp yourself. Yep. But still watch YouTube, you know, because it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing. I mean, even if you've decided, like you've came to the to the buying conclusion and then you just purchase it. So no risk involved. If you don't like it, just send it back. Yes. So there's no real need to kind of make a 100% like conscious buying decision because uh, the risk of actually having to keep the product is basically zero. If you don't like it, you just you know, pack it and send it back. Mm. And that's kind of what makes all those, all those kind of very what's it laissez-faire rules to, to, to call that way or laissez-faire like laws that make it very easy for the consumer even to you know to do bad stuff with with those rules they, they kind of enable people to not even leave the house and still get a pretty good representation of what's going on and kind of try out stuff and and then uh, you know build build an opinion and, and, and build some experience on that stuff so that's why I'm a little bit reluctant to believe that that like winter sh winter nam show is kind of here to stay forever because nothing nothing is is never changing that the industry and, and those yeah. streams of thoughts they're always kind of trying to find new ways finding ways to save money and and cut some costs and if you if you have to digest increases in raw materials like we see now with 80 percent wood pricing increase and uh, um, i don't know metal kind of increasing by crazy numbers you know, at some points you got to cut some costs, and marketing budget's always pretty easy if you just you know get rid of of a, of a booth. Yeah, I mean, look at how many to be to be plug myself. Look at how many YouTube videos you could, or how much YouTube space you could buy for the price of a booth. Uh, and look how much magazine you could do. Look how many people you could connect with in a different way. Um, so. I'm getting tired now, if I'm honest. I'm, I'm probably babbling a little bit, um, but um, I had, you know, I had one of those great, amazing things to say, and it came out as "give me money." <laughs> um, I'll be interested to hear subtext. from the people in chat who's been at the Nam show. Guys, kind of so, raise your hands or let us yeah, know what your virtually, experience was. was it say like I, um, I, I. So I've I've been to Nam only ever working. But I yeah. see people there. I see people there that probably don't even play instruments, and they're just there for yeah. the experience. Yeah, I mean it's the same is, with the German not... events like Music Messe or Guitar Summit. Well, I do. I know we're running over at the moment, so I won't go too far into it. But Music Messe for me as a guitar player is is no longer an option. Um, so that one. I don't know. It's jumped the shark already. It, it's not doomed because it's still got the pro lighting and pro audio. But if we were to split it into guitar shows, Guitar Summit, for example, covers more needs than Music Messer has done in, in the last few years. And I think I was Excellent. the last one that was really a good idea to be at 2018. Um, yeah. But it's interesting that... so. Damn it. Gibson and Fender pulled out of a lot of shows over in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see them being at uh, at Guitar Summit, and they're not at Guitar, uh, they're not at Music Messer. They are at NAMM. Mm -hmm. They can be represented at the smaller events by the dealers and distributors. 
And I would argue that for a show to be taken seriously, there have to be a few name brands there. Unless the guitar, like the Holy Grail show, for example, is based around um, luthiers, or, or, mm -hmm. or the idea is not to have the big brands there. Yep. Hmm. Fully agreed. Without the big brands, the show is worth nothing. And uh, that's just what attracts people because the brands, they bring artists and they bring the models that people want to see. And, you know, that's also what, what makes it possible for those shows to kind of be able to finance the whole stuff because you know usually big companies they have big booths and uh that's what kind of is the, the the backbone of the overall show you know the small luthier from italy or the small luthier from germany or or any yeah. other place you know you can pay all the bills for for the venue and electricians and all that stuff for, from that you need the big brands and just like sure. imagine what how 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 big the representations of gibson and fender and Ibanez and, and those brands are at the show. Martin at the NAMM show. It's it's insane. So it's like I imagine it like a domino effect. If one of those brands should pull out, yes, let's say yes. Fender or Gibson, yes, what happens? Because then the ne the next big player says, okay, wow, now I'm the sole, I'm the sole like big brand. Let's say Fender pulls out, then Gibson. What will Gibson say? Will Mark Agnesi and Cesar will they and and and, and uh, the others will they say, "Oh, cool! Now we're the the big player," or will they say, "Hmm, Fender is pulling out, maybe for some reason." What what's what's the point? So, and that's what happened in the past. So I would yeah. never say that a show like that's invincible. I agree. Uh, Interestingly, and I'm not saying this because you're here, but Ibanez being represented by Hoshino at the Italian Guitar Show made them very popular because they were possibly the biggest or most well-known brand at the show. Uh -huh. There was yeah. there was Orange was there, but they were there with music shops and the Banana Music, as I mentioned earlier, was also showing uh, other brands, Epiphone and Fender and used Fenders and and some really cool uh, used stuff, in fact. But um, yeah, Ibanez being there and having such a small booth as well was a very clever move because it was constantly full. Uh, mm -hmm. So that really worked in their favor, and I think I think maybe size and um, commitment to a booth could could be decreased but then could be spread over over more shows but mm -hmm. certainly at, uh, at nam fender and gibson are you know they're, they're buying huge halls and it's an event within an event rather than a booth yeah yep. um we had a question i'm just going to answer uh from jason and then i think we're gonna we're gonna sign off in a minute if, unless anyone else has got any more questions which is more chaotic, NAM or the Tolman Flea Market? Um, two very different events, especially from my my side of things. So at NAM, I'm running around trying to gain content, uh, content and meet people and keep appointments. At the flea market, I'm trying not to get run over by people trying to buy a 30 euro Harley Benton. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's very different. Um, people are ruthless, however. Uh, I met some really nice people at both events, and there's a similar kind of feeling of um, just people enjoying themselves surrounded by instruments. So, uh -huh. yeah, they're very different, but they share a few parallels as well. Um, I guess I had more fun at the, the Tom and Flea Market because I kind of knew where everything was. It wasn't that, you know, I had a little back room I could get to, and now it's just insane. It's, it's a marathon, whereas uh -huh. the Flea Market was a sprint. That sounded like I knew what I was talking about. 
I'm quite impressed by that. We should probably stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> so um, I, I think we've covered pretty much uh, everything I wanted to cover. And mm -hmm. it's been a fun show, Dan, because it's not like we had a show, we had a topic and we needed to talk about something. I feel we've reached a point of which we've actually discussed it and not solved an issue or anything but certainly i know where my passions lie now yeah and i didn't at the beginning of the show yeah i think it's like a good bridge to to kind of you know just stop here and see okay you know everything is kind of restarting and i think for at least for me and you like the first like i mean you've been in italy but the first event with a lot of people that we know and an interaction will be the the gear street at Hennings, and then we'll see how it goes from there throughout uh, the end of the year and the beginning of next year. Um, yeah, but it was interesting to to get the reactions, and uh, I'm I'm super glad that we had like steadily like 50, 60 people in uh, live yeah. streaming and in the chat, kind of giving us a lot of very interesting, constructive reactions. And uh, yeah, I mean. I'd love to get all those people in, in the chat and all the guys from the channel into one place where we could Absolutely. just meet for, for a weekend, you know. The GeekCon. GeekCon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, my house is super vacuumed now, so they'll all be welcome for the next sort of two to three hours because that floor is super clean, <laughs> I guarantee it. Nervous <laughs> laughter. Um, I'd love to do an event. Uh, Austria is a beautiful country, and if it were ever possible, um, it would be great. But um, let's see what we can do. Even to have 10 people would be amazing. And um, sorry, we just got <laughs> Valeria, GeekCon 2022, and Geek Street from Serang. I love that. Uh, I have some very cool neighbors. So uh, yeah, Valeria starts swimming. Um, Road to Geek. Oh my goodness. No, don't make this a thing because it sounds expensive. <laughs> I need some I need some sponsorship. I need, to somehow, I need to somehow make mine cheaper than Henning's event, but also I make more money from than a Henning's event. <laughs> I've got a pool. Does that help? Oh definitely. I've got and a also, pool. I mean being in Austria is definitely a big plus. Really? No. Your countryside's beautiful. Okay, so I, I wasn't sure if you were you were you know being facetious. I wasn't sure if you were taking no. the piss. No, Norsak has them at all. I love Austria. Okay, you've got Mozart chocolate, you've got you know the the mountains, you've Carry got on, beautiful yeah, lakes. It's, yeah. it's, it's there. Yeah, Bergkäse. We've got hiking. I could hike up a mountain with you guys. Oh, that'd be amazing. All right, it's happening. But it's, it's going to happen virtually, and I'm going to go against everything I've said in this show. <laughs> the virtual geek con. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Well, okay. Well, it's nice to know it's wanted by a good dozen people. That makes me happy. <laughs> um, Dan, thank you so much for your time. You know, yeah, I've, you. I've really enjoyed chatting with you, man. And also, I'm fired up for meeting you in person. Um, at Gear Street, I almost said Geek Street. Yeah. Then I'm going to get Geek Street T-shirts made for August. <laughs> <laughs> um, come to Geek Street, twenty twenty-five. Just like do a one and one copy of Henning's of Henning's motive, but you just change it to Geek Street. <laughs>
Actually, there's a rude version, which I will send you a, a JPEG of later on at some point, but that should All not right. be shared outside <laughs> of our friendship. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I'm super fired up. The Italian guitar show fired me up for the rest of, I don't know, the year. Um, I'm so excited to get further fired up by going to Henning's event and meeting people like, oh, I don't know, Adam from Hot Pole Studios, if he can make it, and your good self. And of course, Henning, uh, Leslie, and uh, oh, Hiltrud, 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 and the dogs, mm -hmm. uh, and writing another song about it. So, yeah. All right. Right. Let, let's do let's do the poll about the the style for the, Hang on for then. the title let's, song. I, I think I can do that on on Google in the chat uh, before we love you and leave you. Uh, can I do it? In a, yeah, I can create a poll. Uh, what style should 42 Gear Street 3, or it's called Tree, what style should the, oh my goodness, should the theme tune be? <laughs> Question mark. Name me some, so, uh, let's say uh, dubstep, you know, start yep. off on a, on a good one. Uh, country? Sub, sub rock. I want sub rock. Sub rock. What about uh, hip hop? Oh, symphonic hip -hop? metal. Uh, not a good enough guitar player. <laughs> uh, jazz. Oh, we can only have we can only have four options. Oh no! In that case, okay, well, then we've got it. This polls a pile of poo. Then bluegrass will go home. Symphonic metal, uh, dubstep. Uh, Right, Mikhail. Sorry, Mikhail is obviously on that list because he is the most important person that I should be meeting at Gear Street. I didn't think you were still here, Mikhail. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll text you personally. Oh, punk! Style... Punk would also be nice. Punk, yeah. Acoustic death metal. I mean, Poo Ninja owns that genre, so I don't I don't know why I'd try. Olympic. K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> Death metal, big muff only, more cowbell, um, punk, yeah, polka. I think last year's was kind of polka-ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to be like named like a, a one-trick pony, but only be able to do schlager polka stuff. Um, <laughs> bluegrass from April because April's an actual hillbilly. Uh, all right, I'll um, uh, yeah. Disco. Oh, my goodness. I think we might have a winner. Oh, I'm so excited by the thought of doing a disco track just because of the DGs and everything. Ooh. We've got a strong contender. Okay, disco. At my yep. And also, would you like to know the soundtrack for when we were in the bus? For See if you can guess the soundtrack, Dan, in the bus for okay. the Italy trip. See if you can guess. What band would we feature mostly or almost solely on the Italy trip? Three guesses. Oh, modern Talking? Nope. Give me one more hint. Uh, disco. Um, Abba. Oh, um, kind of close, but it was a, a. They were all male, and they liked Beaches. costumes. And they liked costumes. Uh, all male? No, not the BGs. No. Kiss. <laughs> no, it's not disco. They did wear costumes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, only one of them was gay. Oh, boy. 
the village people, Valeria. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, we listened to the village people pretty much exclusively. Uh, it was brilliant. Turns out they've only got one rhythm. Their drummer is very limited. <laughs> but hold them back from writing people, millions of. They're selling yeah. millions of, of of records and writing hit songs, right? Absolutely. There are some there are some bangers, absolute bangers, but also some pretty strong misses as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to call it a day because I yep. want to um play guitar. If I'm honest, <laughs> I can see you holding one right there, and it's it's frustrating me. Oh, it's the tone coming out of those fingers. They're on fire. Thank you ever so much for the people that joined us in the chat. Um, I'm glad you had fun. Uh, Dan now should probably ask people to give us five stars. That's what we say at this point, right? Yeah, give us five stars on iTunes to make sure that this show pops up on your iTunes stream and we get more listeners and uh, we grow and get some sponsors because otherwise we can't afford a new a new pair of glasses and, and coffee at the same time. So yeah, it's see? either or. They're broken. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I bet that fool so most people. And look, look at that. It looks like pretty a... fresh with the fro. You don't even see it. It looks yeah, like a fashion <laughs> item. Well, I'm getting a haircut. <laughs> oh, big news! Getting a haircut in the morning, so that might not be uh, uh, possible. All right, love you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for having us. And um, uh, yeah, go to guitar event. Support your local guitar event so they don't f fail. Yeah. Be advice? kind to each other, play your guitar, and see you next week. I think for the last, is that the last episode before the, the break? I think so. It is. It is, yeah. We're going to have a little yeah, break. Yeah. And um, we're going to come back with some aches. and We're going to bring back guests from the first two seasons in season three. That's what absolutely we have to do. We've already decided that. So um, take care. Dale is in at the end. Thank you, Dale. Dale is also always in at the end. I'm having windy pops, so I'm going to press the ending button. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>